Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. So in this episode, we're going to talk all about toilet or potty training, depending on what you want to call it. Potty training or toilet training can often feel like a huge mountain to climb, but we will talk about how it can actually be a really smooth process as long as your little one's ready for it. For those of you who have joined us before, you know that we have a little section called Challenge Bex. This is the part where I present Bex with a scenario on the topic that we're talking about. And she's going to give us her thoughts on how she may manage that scenario. If you haven't listened before, Bex is a mum of twins who are now 14, but she uses her parenting knowledge. She doesn't have any formal childcare or training or experience. So she's gonna pull on her parenting knowledge for Mm -hmm. this one. But don't worry, we will come back to her answers as we go through just to make sure that everything's tip top and all correct and present by the end of it. (laughs) So, potty training could go horribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, the scenario that I'm going to put to you is you have a friend who comes to you and her little one, she is thinking all her friends and their little ones are potty training and she thinks she needs to start potty training with her child. Mm -hmm. I want to know what would your advice to her be? Okay, so how old is this little one? This little one is 23 months. Oh my goodness, very precise. I know. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. I just need to picture the Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's a girl, right, okay. Right, so the first thing that I would say to her is, just because your friends are doing it, it doesn't mean to say that you need to do it. I would then say, do you think she's ready? And she'll be like, well, she's nearly two. Definitely she's nearly ready. Yeah, I think she is. So then I'd say, okay, so let's think about the signs that might show that she's ready. So one of them I know is, is she able to take instructions? So pass mummy the ball. Can you sit down? Can you stand up? So that you know that they will be able to know, go to the bathroom to go to the toilet. Can they take their own trousers down? pants Mm -hmm. down so are they physically able to do that and sit on the potty are they physically able to do that oh can they tell you when they're doing a wee or a poo Mm. do they go and want to be private when they're doing a poo or a wee the main thing i would say is do it when you're ready rather than or when she's ready and you're ready rather than following your friends I, i i think i did all right on that one actually yeah i think you did it's funny though because I think I've told said this to you before that having had twins they're both at the same age they've both got exactly the same sort of um opportunities that kind of thing obviously one is a boy one is a girl my little girl potty trained pretty much immediately she was ready she did it she had one accident and it was on her birthday when she was obviously completely distracted about everything but my son didn't do it for ages and ages and ages and ages Mm -hmm. so 
you can't say that just because they're the same age as in that in the instance you said as the friends that they're going to do it at the same time so that's mm-hmm. sort of where did I you start that from. the twins at the same time yeah because I was in that whole I went to a twins club once I remember going in and there were two boys there who were potty training in their pants in the twins club with potties and no shoes on and like wandering around. I just thought that just looks weird. I didn't want to do that. And I didn't do it like that. But I did I did do it in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I did have potties outside because I thought that was the thing to do. And then I think I gave up on that because it, it seemed like a bit of a waste of time. It wasn't really working. And then I kind of think that it happened naturally, weirdly. Mm-hmm. It just seemed to... We sort of tried a few different... And we, we did have a few accidents, but we, we didn't have huge amounts. But... Portable potty, which we'll probably talk about later, was my saviour. Mm-hmm. So, first question that we can sort of discuss is how you know when your child is ready to toilet train. Yeah. Okay. So I think go back to the first thing that you said on that scenario is it is when the child is ready. But the one thing to think about is your child will crawl. It will. It, he or she will walk as and when they are developmentally ready, you cannot make a child crawl unless they're ready to crawl. Well, that's interesting because my little girl Mm -hmm. waited till she was really old, can't even remember. My son walked before he was one. She walked just about before she was two. Right. So it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. So ultimately you can't make them do it they have to be developmentally ready they have to be engaged in it you know all their areas of their development have to be in line to be able to be successful to be able to crawl or to be able to talk or to be able to walk and so no two children do that exactly at the same time so just because other children are toilet training does not mean your child is necessarily ready to toilet train Mm-hmm. And also remember that those other parents um, may also be toilet training their children because they've seen other children toilet training. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like a domino effect. And actually, maybe out of a group of 10 children who are all toilet training because everyone's seen each other to- thinking about toilet training, maybe one or two of them are developmentally ready. Or none. Or none. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's every chance. And so this knock-on can actually be quite detrimental because... It is a it's a skill that a child needs to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is all about quite, you know, complex things. The bladder has to talk to the brain. The bowel has to talk to the brain. There's lots of complexities to toileting. And our babies very much will just wee and poo as and when they need. So they may poo through the night. Um, they will just wee through the night. Their bladder just you know just empties as and when they've you know drunk and what then happens as we mature and we develop our bladder is a is a muscle so basically it stretches um and we have to work that muscle and that muscle then kind of starts to learn actually i stretch i hold so they can it can hold a good amount of liquid and then i need to send a signal to the brain to go okay it's full i need to empty and so it will then empty the bladder and that's where we start to see that control so one of the things of a sign of knowing your little one's ready to potty train is are they going an hour to two hours with a dry nappy there you go forgot that one and so that's probably one of my bigger 
ones to always look out for. If you change their nappy and they maybe go check it after an hour and it's really hard. If they're in disposable nappies, they are so good these days, you don't necessarily know if they've mm. weed. So putting a tissue or a piece of kitchen roll into the nappy, when you then check the nappy, if that's wet under an hour or maybe under an hour and a half, you're starting to know that maybe their bladder hasn't started to send these signals to the brain just yet. It's just emptying as and when it's sort of filling. If you start to see that they're going that hour to two hours and they're going dry, then they do a wee and then they are Mm -hmm. going another hour, hour and a half, two hours, you know that those signals are starting to connect. So that's one really important aspect because if the brain and the bladder aren't communicating quite yet, if those connections haven't been made, you're probably not going to be hugely successful. It's also looking at things like, is your child still maybe doing a poo in the middle of the night? Things with regards to pooing. So some, you know, babies will still poo through the night. And that is because, again, that kind of control and that those signals to the brain haven't yet connected. If you start to notice that your little one is doing a poo at a regular time of the day each day, typically around 20 to 30 minutes after a mealtime is normal, then you can start to see that there's control of the bowel as well. That's kind of a big aspect. You also talked about being able to kind of understand instruction. Mm -hmm. Really key thing. If they don't, well done. (laughs) If they don't understand what you're asking of them, they're not suddenly going to then understand about needing to go to the toilet. And so they have to be able to understand, you know, can you do this? Can we do this? Whatever it might be. And it doesn't have to be instructions specifically to toileting. No. It's just, under- can you go get your shoes for me? Um, can you go get this? And if they understand and can respond, then it means that they're able to then transfer those skills over to toilet training. Then we are looking at the, are they kind of relatively independent? So can they sit down on a potty? Or if you've got, if you're gonna go straight to toilet, then can they get up a step and sit on the toilet and be comfortable and can they get themselves off there's there's that element they don't want to feel like they're being put on something and so that element of independence is Mm -hmm. is an important aspect as well do you think then that if you had a child and you never potty trained them so you didn't actually go through that whole here's the potty that they would just naturally do it by watching you i'm not suggesting that this is a thing that they should do but it's just just out of interest really more than anything because you were saying it's a skill that's got to be learned it is and so they have to see it yeah i think it's all about giving them the opportunities mm-hmm. to well, practice suppose, that skill that whole thing about children being raised by wolves or whatever they yeah. would they would copy down and do a wee like a woman wolf mm-hmm. does for example wouldn't they I yeah. would imagine. They, yeah, if you... <laughs> it's not the most relevant expe- <laughs> example I would have gone to. <laughs> no, but... But often in nursery, you see other children... So children who are in nappies, they may watch the other children going to the toilet. Yeah. And then they start to want to go with those children to see what happens. And then they may see them sat on the toilet. And so those sorts of things... We often see children want to come with their parents to the toilet, mm-hmm. normally just because they don't want you to leave the to room, leave so they just there. follow you everywhere. But them seeing you use the toilet, flush the toilet, wash your hands, 
all of those things are, oh, okay, this is what I do. This is mm. what... And so... It's funny because when you have a child who's got a new sibling potentially and they see mummy changing the nappy, then sometimes they want to change the nappy of their doll, don't yeah, they? they all that copying it's, is... It's role modelling. Yeah. They learn so much from role modelling. Mm-hmm. And so toileting, as glamorous as it is, <laughs> ultimately this is the one where they do need to see mm. what you're doing. And it is all about positivity with toilet training. Mm-hmm. So it's things such as talking about doing a really nice big wee, looking at the color of the wee, you know, if it's very, very, you know, bright yellow and or dark yellow even, actually talking to them and saying, oh, I don't think we've had enough to drink and we need to drink because we don't really want to be able to see really yellow wee in the toilet and talking about it and you know talking about poo as lovely as it is they need to know that mm-hmm. it's not something that's yucky and horrible and that we don't talk about ultimately everybody mm-hmm. poos everybody wees and actually poo talking about good healthy poo that's a sign that your body's working really well mm. and that you're healthy mm-hmm. and so we can have a tendency when we deal with poo where we talk about nappy changing and things like that and it's all this oh stinky let's change it oh pooey nappy and our facial expressions kind of scrunch up and not great for a podcast though no (laughs) (laughs) but it's that whole you know our facial expressions say a lot then the words we use can be relatively kind of negative in some ways and so it's really looking at how we can be positive about it mm-hmm. because pooing can normally be the more tricky side of toilet training. Mm-hmm. Um, children can feel like something's falling out of them. They can sometimes feel that, um, you know, particularly, you know, it's an unusual sensation mm-hmm. for them. When they've been used to a nappy and then suddenly you're sitting on a toilet, they're very much more aware of the process and what it feels like to poo and mm-hmm. and to wee actually a real element of positivity around mm-hmm. all of those things and that needs to come way before you start toilet training really mm-hmm. them coming to the toilet with you changing their nappy in the bathroom so that they start to understand that that's where toileting takes place mm-hmm. taking it from the nappy and tipping it down the toilet mm-hmm. letting them flush the toilet let them wash their hands so that when you actually get to the actual training aspect or you've pretty much done all the rest now you're just learning how to wee and poo on the toilet even way beyond before they're actually are ready yes you can just talk about it and in fact you've said before to me talking to children even when they're babies about things Mm -hmm. eventually when you actually get to it you'll be surprised that they actually understand because you've been speaking to them about it all along absolutely and i think the more you think about your phrasing and it's even things you know we see children sometimes take themselves off and going behind the curtains to do a poo Mm -hmm. and we can you know that's a sign that they're looking for privacy they know that they're going to do one maybe as well and they're starting to get used to that and we can sometimes go have you done a poo and it's not we're doing it in a a negative way like oh but sometimes it can sound like that Mm -hmm. and then they can be like yeah i have Mm -hmm. shouldn't i is that not okay and it's how they then interpret mm-hmm. those signals so that body language and those that tone of voice that we give mm-hmm. actually is it a positive like 
Are you doing? An, are you doing a poo? That's great. Like, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas sometimes we're like, oh, is it stinky? Should we do go change you? And that's when we're kind of giving those mm-hmm. using terms like dirty or pooey. That's pooey, and it's yes, it's not something we're encouraging. Sort of changing the approach, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 And they may want to see it. They may yeah. want to look at it. Because if you think, if they've had their nappies changed up until this point, you don't tend to go, do you want to have a look in your nappy? No. But the first time sometimes they can really see their poo is, or we, is when they start toilet training. That's and true. that can actually be quite Whoa. a shock. Yeah. As in, that's come out of me. Yeah. So um, it is about, again, kind of that lead yeah. up. And I would always say, you know, trying to do nappy changes in the bathroom before also do help mm-hmm. so once we know that our child is ready to potty train mm-hmm. how on earth do we go about doing it because the whole sort of there just seems to be so much advice out there and like I said you know I went to this twins group and we had um these twins with um their potties in the room if they needed a wee then they had to go in front of everybody and i did think it was a little bit and of course at the beginning i put the potties in the garden and then i thought actually do you know what this is a bit weird i I don't think i think this i think it's what potentially feels right for you and Mm -hmm. your family as always it's things like once you start to see that sometimes our children like hold themselves and go we or they know that's happening. Those sorts of things are starting to show you, mm, hold on, they've got this awareness. And then we suddenly go into, you know, people take off like a week off work to toilet train, or um, we build up to all these things. And actually, you can do a really gentle lead into it. And it is all the things I've just mentioned. And then it's kind of going, if you've noticed that they are holding themselves they know when they're doing a wee they're asking to be changed as soon as they've maybe done a poo not probably as much as a wee but sometimes when they've done a poo and they're nappy they want to be changed if you are noticing that they're going drier in these periods of time then all those signals are kind of saying the last little bit that you need to achieve is actually going from nappy to pants Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, you know, bye-bye nappy, hello pants, and go for it um, and have the confidence. And some people, there's lots of different trains of thought. People talk about children only being potty trained in the summer. I always feel for those families who are like, well, what if they're ready in the winter? <laughs> what Do I wait till the summer? Absolutely not. I don't tend to say don't have anything on their bottom half. Mm-hmm. One, because just wandering around the house with nothing on your bottom half just isn't necessarily normal. It's quite exposing. Mm-hmm. And what you then have to do is reintroduce the pants. Mm-hmm. I would always just go to pants and trousers and we talk about it. We involve them in choosing their pants. I would always say get a load of cheap kind of joggers and leggings and things like that easy pull down stuff easy pull up stuff but also things that you don't mind being weed on and they're easy washable stuff Mm -hmm. as well ultimately if your child is ready then go from peter pants Mm -hmm. some people find the comfort of having pull-ups i personally would say if you're going to think about pull-ups i'd do it before you start toilet training you can have it as an in-between between between nappies Mm -hmm. and pants 
So this is before you are really going into toilet training and you can have that whole, oh, did you need, you know, just before nap time or just as they're getting um, ready for the bath, you might be like, oh, let's put your pan, you know, pull ups down. And do you want to try on the potty or the toilet? And so that they start getting that sensation mm-hmm. of pulling them down. But there's lots of different things that you can buy to protect your car seat from the weeing and your things like your buggy and things like that. But again, if you, you know, if you're looking at your timings, if they've been going an hour, hour and a half, maybe mm-hmm. two hours without doing a wee, and they've got that bladder control, if you've got a portable potty and you're yeah. out and about, um, you've actually should be okay so what do you do because obviously one of the things that you always say is to put the potties in the the toilet so again one of the things some people talk about having potties all over the house one in every room (laughs) yeah um i again would say try to have potties only in the bathroom one because again that's where you've been changing nappies and so they've got used to that being a place where we go to the toilet it gives privacy it also helps them start to control and hold that bladder or the bowel until they get to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we have potties everywhere... Just do it when you're there, wherever you yeah, are. Yeah, so then you've then got to train them mm-hmm. or encourage them to be able to get somewhere. Yeah. And that then can cause them quite a lot of stress because it's like, well, I haven't had to do this before. And actually, you know, whereas if you go, okay, it's toilet time, let's go. And you go to the bathroom, they start to learn to hold. You may have a few little accidents or they just wet a little bit, but that's okay. And it starts to just increase. So toilet uh, potties in Mm -hmm. the bathrooms, or you go straight to a toilet. Again, Mm -hmm. total personal preference over that. That's what works for you and your family. But they always need to be able to have their feet flat on a flat surface. Mm -hmm and their knees slightly above their hips in a slight squat-like position. So in some respects, that's what potties do, don't they? They do, Um, but you can then get the little toilet seats with the steps Mm -hmm. that allow for that as well. I would just say making sure that you've got your equipment there. So Um, if, sorry, going back to if you're out mm -hmm. and you've got your portable potty, if it's clean and all Mm -hmm. right, into a a restaurant, you would take the the potty into the thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, But again allowing them some discretion uh-huh. and privacy because privacy, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. they deserve yeah absolutely really. yeah. the other thing to that will make toilet training successful is one making sure they're not constipated mm-hmm. don't start toilet training until you know your child is not constipated mm-hmm. and one of the best things to look at is the bristol stool chart mm-hmm. and just make sure that your child's pooing you must check your child's poo every mm-hmm. time they go because it's so constipation will have a massive impact on the success of toileting if the bowel is impacted it will push on the bladder which sometimes means you have accidents you can find your child is resistant to go on the toilet because they're scared of pooing it's a real snowball so really making sure your child is pooing in a healthy way Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's also making sure they're drinking enough Mm -hmm. and it is not drinking loads in the morning and not drinking anything in the afternoon Mm -hmm. it's not drinking very little in the morning and lots in the evening it is about giving the bladder the opportunity to practice filling and emptying Mm -hmm. filling and emptying so drinks across the day Um, we're looking at kind of six to eight Mm -hmm. cupfuls of fluid and ideally you want it to be water Mm -hmm. And you want to avoid anything with caffeine in it and fizzy drinks and you know things like black currant squash. They can all aggravate 
mm-hmm. the bladder. So just being really careful with that, but making sure that they're having a good amount of fluids because it means they can practice through the day. The bladder sends more signals to the brain. Okay, I'm full, I need to empty. Um, and it just means that it's going to be more successful mm-hmm. than it being uploaded in certain points of the day and yeah. lots of fluids. What do you do at night? So on the days, just quickly, it's talking about toilet time. So you don't feel you have to right, do yeah. every 20 minutes. If they've been able to hold their bladder in their nappy, they haven't weed for an hour to two hours mm-hmm. in their nappies. Why suddenly are they going to need a wee every 20 minutes? You do panic a bit though, don't you? Because do. you're a bit like, oh no, I'm going to have another puddle on the carpet yeah. type. If they've been able to hold it. Yeah. And you often find if you do this every 20 minutes of taking them to the toilet, either they just do a little dribble and it just doesn't feel like it's worth it. Well, it's not training your bladder either, is it? No, and the bladder gets, mm-hmm. and basically the bladder's getting confused. Um, and the brain, because it's like, we've emptied again? That's, mm-hmm. It wasn't full. And your child is not feeling like they've had a really good wee, so you mm-hmm. can't. And also you keep taking them away from doing what they love. Yeah. So they go, no. And so, and they become resistant from it. They mm-hmm. don't like to do it. So talking about toilet time, is a really so okay it's toilet time let's go quickly to go do a wee and then we can come back rather than do you need a wee do you think you need a wee <laughs> do you need a wee also with pooing if you've watched your child's bowel habits in the lead up to toilet training mm-hmm. you'll know roughly what time they normally poo each day yeah so again trying that mm-hmm. um time but it's typically 20 to 30 minutes after a meal time they will typically need to go to, mm-hmm. potentially but not every yeah. <laughs> they don't need to clue after everything. They're not robots. No. No. Just because your child's gone dry in the day, which I'm, fingers crossed they have, do not think it naturally then means night times instantly come as well. Mm-hmm. Um, night times are a completely different um, situation. There has to be the hormone present in order for basically, there's a hormone that, talk, that supports the production of urine through the night. And so, what it does is it starts to realise that it looks at the production of urine in the night and so you can go all night with not needing to get up to have a wee. And Presumably that's what we've all got. We've all got it. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the age of the child and their development. Mm-hmm. And so some children will get it maybe a couple of weeks after being you know, successful in the day. Some children it will be years. Mm-hmm. It may, you know, before the age of five, we wouldn't necessarily expect children to be dry through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, some children will be, some children won't, um, and it is normally down to the whole hormone production. Mm. And it doesn't matter if it's taking longer to happen. It just is again just a completely natural thing. So you can look at nighttime pants. It's fine. Like pull up type things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would always call them kind of nighttime pajama pants. Pajama pants, like nighttime yeah. pants. I think they call them that on the branding, they don't do. they? Anyway, yeah. yeah. Rather than saying a nappy because mm-hmm. they can. It, can feel quite confusing mm-hmm. to the child. Night times, don't stress about them. What you may find is, and nap times as well, don't try and get them to be dry at nap times. Mm-hmm. If they're still having a nap, pop a nappy on. It's getting into a routine. So last thing before they switch off their light to go to bed, even if you've done stories, going to them, okay, let's go do our bedtime wee. And that last wee right before they go to sleep, making sure they do that. Then, um, and you can do this even if they're wearing you know, nighttime nappies. What you then may find is when you know that they're starting to develop this hormone and they're developing that ability to hold their bladder overnight, 
is that they'll wake up in the morning with a dry nappy Mm -hmm. and that may be and you're looking for consistent over that time so a week two weeks of dry nappies every morning or you see that they wake up in the morning they've got a dry nappy and then they start to go i need a wee go for a wee and they know that they're going Mm. um one of the things that lots of people talk about is lifting them yeah we used to do that yeah so people Mm. call it like a dream wee Mm -hmm. or lifting them as they get parents are going to bed it's no fun when it's a boy no um (laughs) it's actually not something anyone advises Mm. to do anymore it used to be something that everyone used to do because it kind of worked but what it does is if you think you're starting to train the bladder in the brain if your child is asleep and somehow and this is how the brain's got to think i'm asleep in bed and suddenly my bladder's emptied but i haven't woken the body up to go do that Mm -hmm. i haven't walked there on my agenda i haven't done all those processes i haven't had a signal from the bladder to do that it must have just disappeared so the brain doesn't ever and the bladder aren't working through the night to go how is this working and so it's going well it's empty so it must be fine and the minute you then don't do that lift you will find they're likely an accident yeah yeah yeah. so um, avoid that kind of dream wee but do those wees just before bed don't limit fluids through the day mm-hmm. um, maybe an hour before bed you wouldn't want to be giving if your child's drinking really well through the day they shouldn't need that no a big drink before bed would um, you allow them a drink at night some children do need it and it's fine but it's kind of they kind of like to go to bed with it but I wouldn't give them a lot just give them a little sit so yeah. they could have a sit and it would be water the other common reason i hear why people need to potty train is because their child's starting nursery nurseries shouldn't be dictating that a child has to be toilet trained by the time they get there because again developmentally that goes against everything we know if they're developmentally not ready it won't be successful having that conversation of they're showing no signs no um but when they do show those signs it tends to be quite a a good process and Mm. i think we have blogs on this and one of the things is there's sometimes a natural regression yes so you think you've cracked it and then suddenly (laughs) you start to have accidents happening or they don't want to go to the toilet and i would definitely say have a look at that blog because we talk about the fact that we probably go from loads of praise Mm -hmm. and acknowledgement of them toileting we think we've cracked it so we don't start we don't really acknowledge it Mm -hmm. they get a bit like oh (laughs) <laughs> what's going on you have to eliminate things like conservation again don't do toilet training because you're following the crowd so in terms of three top tips I would imagine that that's one of them yeah start when your child's ready yeah. and look at the signs that they are showing not what their peers are showing mm-hmm. if they are showing you that they are developmentally ready with all those kind of mm. you know ticked ticked then great before then you don't feel you have you know have to rush it look for the signs yeah don't because yours could be ready before everybody else's couldn't they absolutely and also you might be taken by surprise you might be like oh i'll just wait Mm -hmm. until the summer (laughs) yeah i'll wait till the summer actually if your child's ready go for it yeah that's them saying i'm developmentally ready Mm -hmm. you wouldn't stop them from walking no just because you wanted to wait until you wouldn't stop them from crawling because you wanted to wait till so you don't really want to stop toilet training for any reason you you do need to be looking for the signals so what are the other two top tips be prepared do a lead up to it so have all those things involve them in the process talk about it Mm -hmm. 
don't just drop it on them. You might have booked the week off work. To me, yeah. But they then go, what? Yeah. We're, what we're doing? Whereas if they bought, you know, come with you to choose the toilet seat or the potty and the pants, and they're coming to the toilet with you, and you talk about weeing and pooing, and you books. maybe get some books about that as well, you talk about their friends, all those sorts of things, but don't just drop it on them. Do mm-hmm. preparation, do a lead up to it. Potty in the bathroom. Yeah, I think that's probably a really big thing that a lot of people. I think are quite it's a, it is by. something that that's something I would say that. It's almost the opposite of some people's advice. Yeah, probably. So that that would be probably a good take home. Wouldn't I it? think it's start doing toileting in the bathroom. Yeah. I think that's you know changing nappies, having the potty there, and it just naturally leads if you're doing bath time, they can start sitting on the mm-hmm. potty or the toilet and just start introducing it. But yeah a potty i i just wouldn't have potties around the house and the changing nappies is a good tip as well because that sort of like you say starts them from when they're really little as well doesn't it there's a lot of complexities there is and lots of different things that can happen and Mm. it's very individual um so i would always say do you know check out the blogs that we've got on it they do have a huge amount of information on different aspects as well not just not just the basics potty training then there's um also your guide to toilet training which is um a webinar um that you've done which goes through really step by step um how to potty train as well as um loads of resources that are available yes. um to buy that really was a hope lot that of William Poodle. It was Claire. It yeah, was. we need to perhaps issue bingo cards. Absolutely. Alongside, alongside. <laughs> Have a drink of water every time you say William Poo. Oh, maybe very hydrated. <laughs> That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family, or head to our website the links are in our show notes make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear we're bex and claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of newborn to team and everything in between see you then